Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Genesis Gems, episode 87, as we cover Alicia Dragoon. Uh, anyways, I'm one of the co-hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this time is... Aaron. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Aaron. And we have a special guest with us, a, uh, a patron. I think I, I always say that word wrong. Is it right? Patron? Yeah. He's a patron. He uh, picked this game. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself there? Yeah, I'm John, uh, also known as JZNES. That's my YouTube channel where I talk a lot about NES games, rarely uh, Genesis games, but sometimes, like, I just reviewed Sonic 2 uh, not so long ago, so. Just, uh, I got a series there that's uh, Gems from the Backlog, so it's like, uh, I just go through my backlog and essentially just review each game, you know, just talk about each game, so it's kind of my main series there, and sometimes I talk about NES games, that kind of thing, so. Awesome. Yeah, I, I caught uh, some of your walkthrough videos where you're just showing off your collections. Oh, man, this reminds me of like oh, yeah. when I was still in the collecting <laughs> game, and I, I had uh, I probably had more NES games than anything. Yeah. And, uh, after that was like Sega Genesis and all the other systems, and then of course, uh, now I was looking at your Saturn collections. Like, oh man, I remember having to go through <laughs> the pain of these jewel cases that just kept breaking on. Yeah. Me. Uh, even on the rare yeah. games, having to switch them out and like buying like ten copies of PGA Four Ninety Seven. <laughs> right. I, I did that with uh, House of the Dead, which was one of the more like rare Sega Saturn games. They had like a really, it everything was good except for the case, and nobody realized this. Um, and it was only like I think a hundred dollars or something, which it's a pretty rare game. So I just switched out the case with like a three dollar uh, Sega CD game I had, and it was all yeah. good. Was I mean, because yeah, they use the so. same they use the same jewel cases. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God bless them. I mean, Sega is just using <laughs> them. But they do break super easy. Fine. Oh man. I yeah, mean, I love how worst. lavish that stuff could be. Like if like Eter- uh, Lunar Eternal Blue had like one of the best uh, packages. Like working design oh, yeah. and really knew how to do. Uh, game boxes, and you'd get that, and you'd open it up, and you have like a, uh, a really shiny. Back when you had game manuals, and you just had a really shiny manual, full color, and everything. <laughs> yeah. Things that we take for granted because you don't get those now. Now you're lucky. You had to pay for like yeah. some legendary edition of something. It's like I, I think I've only to get a manual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've only ha- I only have about ten Saturn games. I think half of them I've had to make like my own artwork from old DVD cases because I got them <laughs> loose. <laughs> they look pretty crappy. Yeah, <laughs> I I just got a Saturn again. Actually, my friend gave me back my old Saturn because uh, I I sold it to him uh, years back. I had an extra one, and then I lost the other one I had, and uh, he sold it back to me because uh. my daughter <laughs> uh, actually wanted to start playing that game. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, I better go get a Saturn again. Yeah. Nice. So I, I also noticed that you have a complete collection of NES games. Yeah, yeah, I do. I uh, collected the last one of those, I think, like two years ago in 2018 um, at Portland Retro Gaming Expo. I had like 20 games to go. And there was this really cool store there called Retro Gamer uh, in Beaverton that. Uh, one of the most amazing stores I've ever been to, probably the most amazing store I've ever been to. Um, just wall walls of games everywhere in the case. It was just incredible. I got like 18 of the 20 games there. And oh, wow. I had to get like, oh, wow. like, or maybe it was like 17. I had to get three more at the convention. So 
Little Samson was one of them, and Miss Pac-Man, <laughs> yeah. the Namco version, was the last one for some reason. I, oh. I don't know. It just kind of yeah, just the way it worked out. So, but yeah, yeah. And so and I have a full set there. Isn't, definitely isn't as rare as a, a few other ones, but yeah, right. It's just know, one I put off until the end. Yeah, with like Little Samson, you know, like having been in the collector world, like I know because that game is super rare. That yeah, it's almost like you have to in- inspect the the PCB inside to make sure. It's yeah, good. yep. I just reviewed that game too, so that's it's a pretty good game. It's a it's a hidden gem. Yeah, as, uh, it's a gem. Right? Old, old Jesus would say, <laughs> I, I could I could say gem on this podcast. That's right. You can you can say gem all you want. You just can't you say, say germ you can't like say that. dudes. Yeah, we don't we don't talk about the dudes. Yeah. On there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, but we'll definitely drop your links. But, in, uh, yeah, we'll definitely drop your links in the show notes. Yeah, make sure everyone uh, checks yeah. checks out your videos. I I watched a few too, and uh, and uh, I, I kind of went went back and saw the backlog of the dudes and, and caught the episodes there. So really cool. Um, we yeah, again, yeah. we we definitely appreciate uh, everything you do for us, the Bit Bros. And um, oh yeah, yeah, Bit Bros. So yeah, Aaron Bit Bros. We have a new website that I don't think we've talked about. I don't think we've actually done a podcast because we have the new website, but uh, uh, bitbrosnetwork.com. Is that right? Yes. Bitbrosnetwork.com. That's where you can now find Genesis Gems, Two Dudes in an S, all the other shows we do. Um, the Genesis Gems page is still up, but uh, we're going to be slowly going away from that. So all of our new um, rankings and episodes and everything you'll see on the bitbrosnetwork.com. Uh, and slowly, uh, Nick DeMarco, sorry, man, I've almost... I'm, I'm not even close to having all your articles caught up with on the new website. So I won't close down GenesisGemsPodcast.com until I get Atari Man or Nick DeMarco's articles over. So <laughs> he will have that promise from us. But yeah, check us out there. Follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash bitbros. And our Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash bitbrothers. So I had a couple emails, Aaron, I wanted to read before we get too much too far into this. Yeah. Uh, one email, we got we got this last year. Um, but I thought this was kind of cool. I guess we went up on the list a little bit, but there's a, uh, a gentleman by the name of a new Jaguar and, uh, they do a blog for console gaming podcast, uh, blog.feedspot.com slash console gaming podcast. And, uh, we were on the top 20 of those Genesis gyms was, uh, our podcast was on there. So very cool. We told him we'd give him a shout out and, uh, just want to make sure you go check that out. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And we'll do that. And one more email. Uh, this one came from Alex Streeter, if I'm saying that right. But uh, Alex has been listening to our backlog and uh, noticed that we were talking about our old Patreon page, Aaron. So he was wondering if we would be releasing those old Saturn and Sega CD episodes we did. And um, I, want, mm-hmm. I wanted to say yes. I think we're going to do that eventually on the BitBros uh, Patreon page because those episodes are still... Uh, they're still in my library, but you can't access them right now where we shut down the Jim's Patreon. So we're going to make that happen, Alex. But uh, Alex did say, I was wanting to listen to some of your episodes about the Sega CD and Saturn that I have heard you talk about. So I became a patron on the Bit Brothers, but all I see there are the roundups and ad-free shows. He, he wasn't sure if he was in the right place or not, but uh, we're going to make sure that happens, Alex. So we appreciate you reaching out and also appreciate you listening to the show and catching up on the backlog. So awesome stuff. All right. Well, I think with that, we're going to rush right into uh, Sega Snippets. Tap one, two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. 
And John, if you follow the show, uh, Sega Snippets, it doesn't really have to be exactly Sega. <laughs> Aaron and I just kind of talk about the games we're playing right now. And uh, uh, we try oh, okay. to own some other Sega stuff, but it's, it's mainly uh, our outlet to also talk about any new games we're playing and stuff. But uh, I'll go ahead and start. Um, I think Aaron, I may have mentioned on one of our last uh, BitBros shows, I've been playing the uh, Ghost of Tsushima on PS. Well, I have on my PS5. It's a PS4 game, but uh, I've put about 30 hours into that uh, heck of a game. If you guys like, you know, the as uh, Mike Kelso makes fun of the typical third person, uh, you know, PlayStation exclusive <laughs> game, but it's fun. It's uh, I hear it's like Assassin's Creed. I don't play much Assassin's Creed, so I really can't give that, uh, you know, that correlation. But it is made by Sucker Punch. Yeah, it's an open world. Yeah, yeah, Sucker Punch, who who's done open world design before, right? They they've done the infamous games. Yeah, they they were the infamous uh, creators, and uh, just a heck of a game if you like the samurai type uh, scene. I I haven't really played a samurai game open world like this. Uh, it's just fun ha- having a real good time with that. And as far as Sega goes, um, I've been firing up Streets of Rage four again. I uh, trying to get through some of the trophies I didn't catch on that. So that game's awesome. I've talked about it. I think it was on my top three games of last year uh, of 2020. So definitely go check that out. And then also, Aaron, I've bought this game like three years ago. And I beat, well, the the, the game itself came with uh, part one and part two. And I beat part one. But uh, I finally fired up Bayonetta part two uh, a couple of days ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, and that, that game's just crazy. I, I, if you like hack and slash type <laughs> games. Uh, gotta check those yeah. games out, but uh, I put about maybe an hour into this one, and I'm loving it just as much as the first one. So, um, yeah, can't wait to dig a little bit more into that. I, I hate start. I hate starting all these games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. An amazing idea. <laughs> Having a handgun strapped to your your high heel shoes, but um, I, I I gotta make sure I don't start too much into this game because I want to beat Ghost of Tsushima first. I I. I I tend to start too many games at one time, and I don't want to keep doing that. So I'm, I'm hoping to yeah. slowly get into that as I finish off uh, Ghost of Tsushima. But uh, how about you guys? What have you all been playing? Um, I goodness. Okay, so the last major thing I bought was the the Turrican collection. Yeah, uh, that just that just dropped, and that has Turrican one and two, the the Amiga versions of the game. Uh, most people, if, if you've actually played it, a good version of the first two Turrican games, they were probably on Amiga or possibly on the Atari ST. Uh, but yeah, those games are great. I actually blew through uh, Turrican 2 right when I bought it. Uh, just, man, just a, just a great game. And, you know, the Sega Genesis got kind of a watered down port of it. <laughs> it, it was a movie tie in, it was Universal Soldier. They kind of changed a few things up and removed some things. Uh, still solid, but you know, not not quite as good as the original Turrican 2. But then it also includes uh, Mega Turrican and the first Super Turrican. And what, what's weird to me is that uh, I think through strictlylimited.com, they're doing these physical re-releases of these games in like collection packages. And I guess to make more money, uh, they split it into two <laughs> packages. So there's like a physical one that includes all the games I mentioned, and then a second physical package that includes, I think, Super Turrican 2 um, and the, quote, director's cut versions or just the prototype versions of, uh, I think, Mega Turrican and Super Turrican 1. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you like run and gun games, uh, mixed a little bit of exploration, uh, especially those first two, and then a little bit of Mega Turrican, just... 
great fun. I would say the only problem that, and this happens a lot, uh, for some reason, emulating Sega Genesis games, um, and because I am, because I do make Sega Genesis music, it really stands out to me. When I was playing Mega Turk and on my Switch, I noticed some that the audio channels would sometimes drop out a little bit, or that you know it just sound a little bit off, or there would be some audio glitching. So I would say just watch out for that, or wait until they patch it out uh, before you buy it. But otherwise, I'm pretty happy, uh, you know, having all those games together again. So yeah, that as far as Sega goes, the only other Sega thing I I would say is uh, my buddy just bought uh, Xeno Crisis on the Sega Genesis, a new Sega game. Uh, that he was able to buy, and we were able to play it together, two player. Uh, had a, had a blast. It plays a bit like Smash TV, uh, with some cool dodge rolling mechanics. Um, and the only thing I could think of was my my good buddy Trevin Hughes, uh, aka Dread. Um, he he had made music for this little game. He and his buddy called Paprium, and and. <laughs> that game's finally actually That's out. a little game. <laughs> uh, that little game, you know, that was supposed to be like the next coming of Streets of Rage before Streets of Rage 4 came out. Can you buy that uh, yet? Is it like available? Yeah, you can buy it, but the price is jacked up. Is I, I think they doubled the price now Now, if you try and buy it. Like they fulfilled the... Because the whole deal with Paprium was that... I never uh, can spell it right. I'm trying to get right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Paprium. It's like, how do you spell it? How do you actually pronounce it? Uh, so that game had been in gestation for like six, seven years. And it was, there was radio silence for the past two years. And then right around Christmas 2020, maybe right before, uh, it seems Fonzie, uh, the guy leading the team, said, oh, guess what? The game's finally coming out. And people thought, they were like, is this a hoax? But no, uh, it actually started shipping and people were receiving it in mail and were highly confused but happy. Um, and yeah, that game came out. I've only really gotten to see footage of it. Uh, I haven't gotten to play it because it's not, for one thing, it's not something you can emulate at the moment. Um, and I have not picked up a copy yet, but Friends I've talked to who actually own it say it's pretty solid. I, I don't know if it's as good as Future Rage 4, but uh, yeah, it's it's a new beat-em-up for the Sega Genesis. It uses a special chip that allows for extra audio channels, so it's almost like a combination of Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo audio all-in-one, or like Neo Geo, where you can have multiple sample channels. Uh, so the music sounds real good. And if you want to know more about how the music was made, uh, Trevin actually just did an interview over on VG Embassy, uh, which is a awesome podcast from another buddy of mine, uh, Ed Wilson. And he just released an episode on Paprium, Paprium <laughs> um, with Trevin, where they, they talk all about the music and the game itself. I tried to I tried I tried to Google it and Google tried to correct it to paprika. So that's not that's, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Oh man. Paprika. Yeah, that's that's about it for, for Sega snippets for me. I guess uh you know what? Sorry, there was one more thing and I, I apologize, John. 
because this shocked okay. the heck out of me. This really did. Uh, I bought Night Trap on Switch, the re-release. <laughs> me too. A year, year or two ago. Yep. And my daughter just came into the living room. She's like, Dad, how do you play this game? And so I started showing her how to play Night Trap. And, and then we sat there and we had the guide and like she was my helper. And she helped me get through the entire game, you know, because like right reading the guy, it's like, okay, go to this room at this time. <laughs> and so we teamed up oh, and we cool. beat the game. Uh, and she thought it was so cool. And then we watched the documentary about like all the controversy around the game. <laughs> and she's like, what? Wait, this, this really happened? I said, yes. Like people really thought this was because, you know, like she would know if it was a scary game or, you know, she doesn't play that stuff. But this wasn't really scary to her. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's more cheesy than anything. But, uh, yeah, she got real into Night Trap. And then she was, like, trying to look up. She's super into Minecraft. She's trying to look up, like, how to build a, a Night Trap house in Minecraft. She's like, Dad, I can't, I can't find anything about Night Trap. Uh, it's like, you know, why isn't there? And I'm like, kid, it's because it, it's kind of obscure now. You know, it's it's not. It's infamous, but not that many people actually played it more than heard about it yeah. when i was a kid yeah <laughs> so I, just I, wanted to throw that in there i still haven't put more than probably 30 minutes into that game but i probably read on yeah. it and watched it more than i've ever touched the game itself yeah playing the, playing the re-release definitely does make the experience better yeah uh, it's a little more clear what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it and then yeah if you have a guide obviously you know exactly when you have because like the codes are randomized and then you're just hitting the button basically when this indicator comes off but i mean she totally got it because she's like oh yeah i've played like five nights at freddy's which is basically uh, yeah. a similar you know similar concept huh. where you have these closed caption tvs that you have to switch between um to trap out these you know killer <laughs> stuffed animals so how about you john what, what are you doing playing um, well, most, most of the stuff I play nowadays, it, it, well, it's not new by any means. I, I haven't bought a new game. I was just thinking about it in like, probably since like a year or two ago. I got all my new games as like gifts for my friends, uh, basically <laughs> and stuff. So the newest thing I bought actually, uh, which isn't going to be here for forever is that, uh, I bought the, the big special edition Scott Pilgrim versus oh. the, uh, the world, the game, whatever the biggest edition of that was. Actually, it was like the second biggest edition because the biggest edition came with like a bunch of pins and whatever. And I'm like, I don't need like all of that, but I bought like, w like pretty much the one that came with like almost everything. And I bought like an extra copy. I went all in because Scott Pilgrim's like my favorite, my second favorite movie, my favorite comic series. So it's like all, you know, and, and I, I never got to play the game. Uh, my friend, my friend, uh, Banana gave me he had it on his account on his xbox so i have it on my xbox but i never like got to really get too far into it or yeah. anything so i thought it was really cool that they finally have re-released it so that's the newest thing i bought obviously that's not uh, i haven't been playing that or anything i'm just going to kind of wait for it to show up but there's, uh, there's nothing wrong with with games that are new to you yeah, yeah. I, I still have a three I, I still have a 360 it's at my mom's house my kids play when they get spend the night <laughs> it has scott pilgrim in it yeah oh the game's so great nice you're, nice. you're, you're gonna love it yep so um but yeah in terms of like new stuff that i've been playing lately it's all this stuff that's like for the channel and whatnot so i've done like wolf inside the new order i did a review on that and um, 
I, I do one new review and then I'll do like a replay episode. So like the one after that was Metal Gear Solid 4. I, I went through all the Metal Gear Solid games because that's like my favorite series. Yeah, so um, all your collection there. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you have any of the and then, these Metal Gear games? No, I don't. Uh, I should. I have a friend who's in Japan, living there right now. So I should I should ask him to try to track some of those down. <laughs> yeah, he, he went and got me a bunch of the Dragon Quest games, uh, the Famicom ones. I think he's oh. got all of them so far. So at some point, I'll get those from him. So that'd be really cool. But that's another series that I'm really love. It's like my probably my favorite series other than Metal Gears is Dragon Quest. Oh, so yeah, I, Dragon oh. Quest is amazing. I, I yeah, series, and I think it's really cool. Uh, you know how I love Nick to bring it back to Sega. <laughs> I love how the newest Yakuza game is a loving tribute to the Dragon Quest series. <laughs> I, uh, am, I almost, really? I almost bought that the other day, Aaron. I was this close to yeah. picking that up. I haven't got it yet. Huh. My friends I've talked to who actually got it said it's it's quite fun. Yeah. It's great. Shout shout out to Dan Tolan. He's like one of the reasons I'm still so in the Yakuza. He'll message me all the time and be like, did you see this? <laughs> so, he's like, my, my Yakuza buddy. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, so uh, Aaron, did you ever play Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Because I'd love to get your take uh, on that music. That's some of the coolest, like, oh, retro. Yeah. It's, it's oh, yeah. Great. Oh, really good. So good. Mixed with guitars so and good. drums. Uh, yeah, it's it's some of the best. Like, within the chiptune community, Anamanaguchi are, like, uh, royalty, basically. Yeah. Uh, I, I would love for you to like. I would love. I'd love for you to like listen to that and break it down because like I want to know what some of those sounds are because there's some real interesting like sad yeah, sounds. Pretty much using yeah, they're using like Famitrack, which is a program for making NES tunes, um, and then yeah, using some sort of maybe it's bit crushed guitar, uh, and then some drums, and then you know maybe a few other things. But that's basically what I'm hearing, and then kind of doing a band setup. Okay, but. Yeah, I'd say like, man, you know, you made it like they they were on Fallon, like <laughs> you know, they were a chiptune band, and they ended up on. It's like that's that's one for the nerds right there. That's yeah, yeah, that made me happy. Uh, but yeah, that that game I've played. The problem was when I got it, um, I don't think I had, you know, I think my friends were far away or whatever. I didn't really have any friends that I could play it with locally. Yeah, and my kids were babies. <laughs> so they, literal babies so they couldn't play the game with me um and yeah i was like i really want to go back now especially now that it has online co-op so i can play um with people far away i would love to do that because i love you know anything that mixes like yakuza or river city ransom anything that mixes beat-em-up with you know light rpg or rpg mechanics like i'm i'm down I dig that stuff. Yeah, we need we need to do that. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm looking. The digital is only fourteen ninety nine, so that's not bad. Gosh, I may get pick yeah. that up after this show. <laughs> yeah, that's always the problem. Is I just never had any beat to to really play with because all my friends are busy. Half of them don't even like Scott Pilgrim, and then the other half are like super oh, into man. it. And then half of them like moved away. Movie. So it's just yeah. like you know. Well, so it, maybe online will work if that's if that's good. We yeah. can. 
get on and do it together or heck, something. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And then, my friends. And, and confession, when I when I played the 360 version, I didn't even know this was a comic book or going to be a movie till <laughs> like a year later. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, man, this is really cool. And, and of course, I thought, why would they make the uh, the art look like this? Because then I watched the movie. Then I realized the movie was based on right. a comic book. I'm like, oh, okay. Now now I just I went completely backwards. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. So I, I, ended, yeah. I ended up getting the uh, graphic novels and everything. I read it, I read it through those. So. Oh yeah. yeah, they're great. Good, good stuff. Yep, Brian Lee. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Well, I think we can jump right into the game. Uh, this was a Patreon pick, so we are going to jump right into this. I'm, and I hope I'm saying this right. But anyways, uh, we're going to do a whole game on here. Game on, Aaron. Game on, Nick. Game on, John. <laughs> game on. Game on. Yeah, game on. <laughs> wait, did you see wait, Wayne's World oh, yeah. or on, on the Super Bowl? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. It, it was a Cardi B game. <laughs> Party on, Cardi oh, B. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I strike that from the record. Though. That's right. Of course, my, my, kid, my kids were like, who's Wayne's World? I'm like, oh, guys. Like, my, 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 <laughs> they know exactly who Cardi B is, but they're like, who's Wayne's yeah. World? My oldest is just, he's he's, a pre, he's like a preteen, so I can almost show him some of the stuff. There, there's some things in Wayne's World yeah. I, I don't want him watching quite yeah. yet. But maybe yeah, a, a year. I was saying also that Garth looks exactly, Dana Carvey looks exactly the same, and then Mike Myers looks like he grew an extra neck. He did. He, he, he aged. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> aged. Garth just looks exactly the same. Like, <laughs> I yeah. think Dana Carvey was always playing old, though. There's like an old man playing uh, a young dude. And the whole church lady thing. He did so good at that. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so is it Alicia Dragoon? Am I saying that right? Uh, I've heard it pronounced all sorts of ways. Yeah. Alicia yeah. Alicia Dragoon. Alicia Dragoon. You can just uh, say it how you want. <laughs> yeah. When it's a Japanese developer... Um, it's kind of it, you, you. You don't know because a lot of times they'll they'll use a name that isn't a normal name in the English language. And, I'll, well, and it I'll, sounds like like it's normal, but it's not necessarily. Yeah, and, and one of my favorite videos to watch is the classic game room, and I always like to hear what that guy calls it. I think he called it Alicia Dragon. Right. I might be wrong, but uh, yeah, I, I did check that out. Uh, but yeah, so this game I had never played until probably I want to say four or when five the, four or five years ago, maybe. No, I, I, actually, it was one of those days when I was going through ROMs, like A to Z. And, of course, I was in EAs, because this starts with an A. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I've never played this. So I, I popped it in, and I played it for 30 minutes and thought, oh, not too bad. And I, I kept telling myself, i got to go back and try this again when i got more time. But I, I <laughs> really got to devote some energy to it, because, oh, man. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. But did you guys have any, like, memories other than playing it recently? Uh, yeah, you go ahead, John. Oh, all I was gonna say was uh, I found out about it through the the Pat the NES Punk video, which uh, mm-hmm. if you know that video, it's a little bit of an interesting way to figure out about it. But I uh, I ended up finding it while I was out on my NES for pretty cheap, like maybe uh, like twenty thirty bucks or something like that. The game is just like skyrocketed, yeah, super high. So like I'm really fortunate I picked it up for so little, but uh, yeah, I hadn't played much of it other than with my friend a little bit, like back when I got it. So we used to just, uh, you know, pop in any games or just whatever random game, and then just you know, like, like laugh at most of the NES games because a lot of them are really terrible. But you know, a lot of them are great. Yeah. Too, but it's just like, you know, color a dinosaur or something. I would just sit there and like make my friends play it or like taboo oh, the six sense. 
Oh, you guys yeah, know that that game? Is, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I did a game. game by Rare where you're literally getting your fortune read. Yes. Yeah, I have it. Um, it's not part of the official collection because I have it sitting in my uh, Sharp NES TV as a dust holder. So <laughs> because oh, it's fun. not a game. It's no, not it's a not. Game. It's an experience. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'd always make all my friends play that one just just because. But yeah, so oh, you know, we just play random games. Yeah. I remember us having a good time with this, but I, we didn't get very far, and I didn't get very far this time either. Uh, this okay, good. I, I, I don't, I don't, feel, I don't feel so bad now. I didn't get very far either. <laughs> I, I watched yeah. the whole thing, but like, like, okay, well, I don't want to get into it. I'll get into it in a second when we start talking about the game. You go yeah. ahead with your experience. With it. <laughs> yeah, sure. So for for me, I think much like Nick, um, I emulated this game when I was because there was a time there. Um, you know, I, I think I was I, I was collecting Sega Genesis games, but I never saw this one out in the wild when I was collecting. And I think I tapped out at about 90 to 100 Sega Genesis games. And I had some rare ones, but this is just not one I saw. And I don't remember, you know, I remember we had BGM growing up, um, but I don't remember this one being reviewed. Um, but this, again, this was back in 1992, so I was all of eight when it came <laughs> out, uh, which didn't stop me from playing a lot of the earlier Sega Genesis games. Um, but yeah, uh, this is one I discovered later. I think it was because Game Arts had made the game, yep. and I was a huge fan of Lunar and Lunar Eternal Blue on the Sega CD. Uh, and also Silphied, I, I had all three of those games on my Sega CD uh, when I was growing up, and I loved those games. I thought, okay, well, let me go back and see what else Game Arts has made. And I saw they had Huge made the... Huge resume, yeah. Yeah, in the 80s, it, on Japanese computers, and then some stuff had gotten ported over here, but they had made Silphied all the way back in 86, which blew my mind. <laughs> I didn't know that the Sega CD version was kind of a port remake deal. Uh, and then they also made this game called Dexter, and so I'd actually played that before playing Alicia Dragoon. Um, and I remember vague, a vague memory of playing that game uh, when I was younger. Um, and then seeing this game, I'm like, what? I didn't realize Game Arts even made a game for the Sega Genesis because it was kind of like in, in my head. It kind of went from, okay, they made Dexter and Sophie, and uh, you know, they made uh, I think. By, was Thex, uh, Thexter was her first published game, right? And when when you sent that game to me, I, I could see like the attack. You could see, right? It's like, yeah. wait a minute, this this totally relates to yep, yep. this game because it has the same kind of like lightning bolt yep. or laser beam that kind of shoots out, and then it's like an auto homing attack thing. But the cool thing about Dexter was that you could transform into a. It, it was basically like, a transform, like an airplane, thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could transform into an airplane at will and fly around the stage, and then you had to collect fuel um, and then explore these giant levels. And I think uh, when I first played Alicia Dragoon years later, I was like, "Oh wait, this this does feel like kind of a spiritual successor to Dexter because you had that same uh, attack mechanic." And then. When you're exploring the levels, you know, it's not uh, its not like a labyrinth. The levels have a little more depth than your average, you know, Contra run and gun type game. Like there's multiple levels and hidden areas that, you, you know, little nooks and crannies where you can find, find items. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in terms of just remembering this game, I don't have 
like pure nostalgia for it because it just wasn't it was a somewhat obscure game coming over here um you know anime just was not huge in america yet and this was like a team up between uh game arts and gynax who went on to uh you know the company who went on to to make neon genesis evangelion um, yeah that's what surprised me really was that yeah that wasn't a huge surprise and so gynax is is well known for being like this uh juggernaut it's a big name uh, you know <laughs> yeah of the animation and they had a hand in creating this game which i thought was pretty fascinating um but yeah i didn't you know didn't put those two things together yeah. and then you just think like yeah and in america our first exposure to, to anime was what dragon ball dragon ball z um and then maybe the first thing i saw was probably akira uh and then yeah neon genesis right. evangelion I, I caught a little bit of that uh on vhs yeah it's, it's funny you mentioned game arts because i i had a similar kind of uh I didn't link this together until I researched it. Did you ever play, and it was probably, I don't want to say obscure, but it probably got looked over. It was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that kind of ripped off Super Smash Brothers. It's called uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Smash Up. So I always thought, man, that's such a rip off of uh, Super Smash Brothers. But then when you realize that <laughs> Game Arts made Super Smash Brothers Brawl and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Smash Up, I was like, oh, okay. I just put that together like last week when I was researching this. But that, that was a little kind of oh, interesting. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, didn't, yeah, well, I didn't realize that they made both of those. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, I just knew them more for, uh, you know, the few the few action games they made and then stuff like Grandia, Lunar, uh, which yeah. I did just start playing again. And, and yeah, Lunar. Yeah, I, I didn't know what how much like what what their pedigree pretty much after Grandia after the Grandia games kind of petered out like what what they ended up doing. Yeah, I think their yeah their last when I'm looking here at Moby Games their last uh, credit was for Grandia HD Remaster 2019. So it looks like there's yeah which we, which I don't even think they worked on. I think probably another not. team yeah another company worked on it. Uh, I think it was like Sick Head Games or something. They worked on it, and then, of course, uh, probably got some assets and stuff straight from Game Arts. Yeah. That's cool. I will say one thing that's interesting uh, in this game is there's this specific sound effect. I think it's like an item pickup or something that I know. From Flicky? Flicky? I don't know, man. I I know when your (laughs) life goes up, it it sure sounded like a sound I heard in, in, in Lunar 2. Well, I, I I took a similar note. Whenever uh, you get you get hit, uh, it sounds like the noise uh, from Flicky, like when you pick up a bird. <laughs> I'm like, that's the exact same yeah. sound. <laughs> that's cool. But yeah, we mentioned this was. Yeah, and let's be honest too. Like, yeah, go ahead. I was I was probably jumping ahead here, but I said yeah, this was developed by Game Arts, was published by Sega of America, and came out in March of '92 for the Genesis. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was a pretty bold choice. Um, I thought it was cool that they were trying to go for, you know, a fantasy theme uh, and have, like, these beasts that go into battle with your character. Uh, I thought that was unique and, you know, like, these, this unique, uh, just the look of the game is pretty unique. But, uh, you know, kind of, probably was hard to sell this game because Sega Genesis, uh, even more so than, like, the Super Nintendo, kind of had this macho uh, teenage... Thing going on where like games were marketed to teenage boys typically uh and so i don't know how well this did in marketing i don't remember seeing 
like advertisements for it. Or if they played up the sexy angle. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, because that that kind of... Yep, yep, that's what I would think. Yeah, when you... Oh, when you talk about, like, the the cover art for this game? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what the cover art actually looked like in the American version, because I've... uh, I've seen the Japanese box art. Yeah. Well, it's, it's crazy. Like John was saying, the, the price has skyrocketed. So I, I tried to buy this game, and as cheap as I could find it, going like eBay or Amazon was like $65. And I'm like, ooh. So I, I ended up going to uh, Etsy and buying a repro of it for like $15. <laughs> so I have a car- I have a cartridge. It's just not the original one. So I don't have very many repros. I thought it was kind of cool to get one. But uh, yeah, and, and you mentioned, Aaron, it is on the Genesis Mini. Now, is that the first time it was released on... Like one of those, all like one of the Genesis consoles that have been coming out. Um, I think it's the first time that that particular game was released uh, on one of the, the mini devices. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was on any yeah, of the. Uh, I thought it was at game ones, was it? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think so. But it was it was a really surprise pick, really solid pick. I thought, uh, kind of a like, oh wow, like they're really gonna go <laughs> go for some deep deep cuts you know <laughs> and I'm, I'm all for that like you really need to highlight some of these unsung games uh, like you know the fact that they they put some of these more hardcore type games like this and uh alien soldier on yeah. which i would say both these games really make you learn pacing and strategy and, and how to actually play the game Versus some other ones where you can just play it blindly and, and breeze through it. That is pretty crazy that this made it on a, like, you said, like, a mini console of, of Genesis or something? Yeah, yeah. It's on, it's on the, uh, the M2 uh, Genesis Mini, which is the one that most recently came out and is by far the best. It's the only good one, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the only good one. Uh, and it has a very solid selection of... 40 titles. I, I would say not a weak game in that selection. There's maybe one or two games that aren't like the greatest, but they're still solid. Um, I just feel like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Gosh. Oh, you're good. I was just going to say, I feel like this is an obscure, kind of, not like super obscure. It's like a, a sort of obscure game to put on there, though, yeah? Yeah. Like, yeah. A little underground for, for being on like a console like that, you know? It's kind of a deep cut, is what I'm saying. It I is guess. a deep cut. It's like, hey, have you ever played this game? This is yeah. For the cool kids. <laughs> this is for the kids that, yeah, if there was like a, I don't even remember there being a video game club, but if there was a video game club, <laughs> you know, at your local high school, this would be the game like, yeah, man, have you played this game? You know, Dynax was involved. You're like, you, you know, it's like the club was like right next door to the anime club. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like that, that kid that kid who likes all the bands no one's heard of. Like, this would be his game. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This would be, like, the first game he talks about along with, uh, like, Guy Aries or, <laughs> I don't know, Eliminate Down or like, one of those games. Yeah. One, one of those games covered on Retro Obscura. Old school podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back here. This is like a Retro Obscura pick. You know what I was feeling? I was feeling bad about uh, uh, on our Big Brothers group. This, this came up. So, I think... Mike from Two Dudes interested about Far, which much like Alicia Dragoon is a very obscure game starring a woman, uh, ostensibly. Uh, and surprise, like no one in the group <laughs> played it. 
I think I was the only one who commented so far. I'm like, oh man, Mike, you had to pick like a retro obscure type game. This is <laughs> one of those games where uh, a couple people played it, and the couple people who played it probably really like it, or you know, just uh, I I don't know. What what's your take uh, on? Uh, I know I'm getting us off track, but Faria <laughs> just like to me was just kind of like an off rent. Zelda, or just not not quite as good as Crystallis type game. Yeah, it, it was pretty interesting. I mean, I played a little bit of it. I didn't play it a, a whole lot. You know, I've just kind of sampled a lot of those sort of deep cuts on the NES as well. But like, I thought that it was pretty interesting because it's like, um, I don't know if you ever played Little Ninja Brothers, but that was another oh, yeah. game where they yes. kind of did. Um, yeah, where, where you, yeah, you go into random battles and then sort of like an action segment within that random battle. So it was kind of like that. Uh, but it's also like the, yeah. the segments are top down sort of Zelda, but there are RPG elements and stuff too. So I thought, oh yeah, this is pretty cool. Um, I guess it's one of these games that people say, uh, I watched it for reviews and they say it's sort of tedious and, and not worth like going through the whole thing and it gets way too hard later yeah. or something. But from what I played, I liked yeah, and it. I thought it was yeah, cool, you know, so. Also, another red-haired protagonist. Yeah. I'm just trying to make loose connections between these two <laughs> obscure games here. There you go. I'm going to grasp as many straws as I can. <laughs> I mean, they came out the same year, I think, practically. Oh, yeah? Too. Well, that's, that's yeah. kind of odd. Yeah, I don't wow. know. Maybe there's some connection. <laughs> I think it was nine, 91 or 92 for far. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah, <laughs> who knew? Red-haired protagonist. I think red-haired, okay, I will say this too, red-haired uh, characters in Japanese, like in anime in general, uh, that, that is definitely a thing. <laughs> yeah. Usually they have all yeah, sorts of crazy hair colors, though. I mean, it's not always just even red, it's just like I, blue, was, green, pink, whatever. Pink yeah, is kind of what I would say. And I was reading that there is some, some psychology behind that for huh. why they like why they have different hair colors and a lot of it yeah. has to, to create interest because it's a cartoon but also because different colors represent different emotions mm. which I thought was interesting uh, so there's kind of a spectrum of emotions and uh, and that you know kind of red hair can represent strength and uh, kind of a yeah. fierceness yeah. Yeah. yeah psychology with Aaron Hickman I it, like it. It. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool I love it and, and I've heard the same thing. They like they'll they'll paint uh, restaurant walls certain colors so you get more hungry. Like I've heard that before. Yeah. So you buy more food. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's you're not wrong. That's that's a it's definitely a uh, studied fact. Cool. And you know the other one is if you put dragons in your game, I'll probably play it. That's true. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a dragon. Also, dragons that follow you around and shoot stuff. I mean, that's yeah. Great. Definitely. I kind of reminded, like, I, I think I'd played Castlevania Symphony of the Night before I played this, and that ah. totally made me think, like, oh, shoot, there's familiars in that game also kind of following you yeah. around. And, but they don't get hit. Like, your familiars in this game are bullet sponges. Yeah. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. pretty much there to absorb the hits that you don't get hit by. Speaking of, like, dragons, like speaking of dragons and music, do you, do you know why dragons are so amazing at making music? <laughs> why is that? They really know their scales. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, awesome. Man. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know that if you. Good time. I, was gonna say, I don't know that if you. I don't know if you listen to us too much, on. but there's always a dad joke around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's good. Um, I I tried to go back and, and like 
I, I always have to listen to things and do stuff from the start is kind of my thing. So I listened to a few episodes. I, I think I listened to one newer one too, but I just didn't have time to go through everything, you know, before. But I kind of got a gist of it. I'm like, you know, I don't know these guys as well as the two dudes, but I'm just going to go in and, and uh, just do it, you know. So. Well, we appreciate no, you man, actually coming on the show since you yeah. only listen to two dudes because they all just talk trash <laughs> on us all day. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah oh, for sure no, that's cool. we appreciate you coming on yeah absolutely you know uh, you can definitely I, I think it's great having a perspective from, from someone who uh, you know I, I don't know your history with, with, with the Sega Genesis is if you really like if you grew up with no. one or if you discovered it later <laughs> I, I know so next I think it's cool that you're kind of yeah. Yeah. So I think it's great that you're kind of coming at it with, with fresh eyes and in a great. different perspective. Like it's, it's cool to have people on or like, yeah, I love Sega Genesis and I played all these games, but I, I think sometimes it's even better to have someone where there's still that, that new sense of discovery. Like, oh, shoot, there's oh, yeah. all sorts of cool games, uh, that I didn't know about when I was a kid because I played the other console or, or whatever, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's an untapped uh, library for me right now, you know. I thought of, like, trying to go for a set after my NES one, but, like, I just never really went for it. I was thinking Saturn at one point, too, and then I'm like, that's way too expensive. And I would I tried say to Genesis is, yeah, Genesis is, is definitely cheaper than Super Nintendo games, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Even, like, the games that came I was out on never both sets a lot of times, like, Try comparing the price of Sunset Riders on Sega Genesis oh, versus Super Nintendo. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. What's the most, like, would you think it'd be, uh, what, Crusader Ascenti? That was probably the biggest, most expensive game for Genesis. I've seen that one go for like uh, three or four hundred bucks. Yeah, maybe, yeah, Musha, yeah. Or, uh, That weird Australian only uh, health game starring uh, Kangaroo. Huey. <laughs> 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 I forgot what it was called. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that Crusader Ascenti game once. At, I have this uh, branch here, Disc Replay. This is how I got like most of my collection and just like a bunch of like crazy deals on games that House of the Dead I was talking about earlier. That was one of the deals I got from there. But I saw that Crusader Ascenti game there. It was pretty cheap. I should have picked it up, but yeah. I never did. It's a really so, solid game. And it's not like it, yeah. looks like, like it looks like Link to the Past, but it really does its own thing once yep. you start playing it. Much like this game, you have you know these creatures that you can kind of <laughs> utilize in different ways oh that's cool yeah definitely, definitely worth checking out but uh, sorry for derailing as much from this sorry. game that's just typical for us you know <laughs> it's what we do yeah <laughs> so I'll, I'll read a little synopsis from moby games just to kind of uh, bring it back to this game Kind of give it a little summary of what this game's about. Uh, it says, Alicia Dragoon is the female protagonist of this fast-paced platform game. Alicia must destroy an evil demon and avenge her father's death through eight stages. She only has one weapon to dispose of enemies, thunder magic. This magic is auto-aiming and can track multiple targets. However, her quest is no easy task as the levels are loaded with fantasy-inspired monsters. Using thunder magic reduces a magic gauge, meaning you often have to wait for it to recharge. Once fully charged, Alicia can unleash a massive rolling blast of lightning across the screen. During the game, you can improve your magic by picking up potions. There are also four monsters which accompany Alicia, Dragonfire, Ball of Fire, Thunder Raven, and Boomerang Lizard. Each has different abilities, deciding which, if any, to use in a given situation as part of the challenge. These monsters, like Alicia herself, are fully upgradable with power-ups. They can also die if weakened too much, forcing you to hunt for a reviving power-up. You can pause the game and select your companion at any time. 
So that came right from Moby Games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you find yourself using one one familiar versus other ones? I, I didn't really know that I, I... I didn't look at the manual enough to really grasp what they're, how they really differed. Uh, but I know they have different little attacks they do. That's a problem, right? <laughs> from what I gathered, they're kind of just situationally good a lot of them like yeah there's kind of different attacks and whatnot and uh they have certain advantages over one another and stuff but i mostly just use the dragon because yep. the dragon is awesome so <laughs> but I, I only like got i was only in the first few levels so i mean i'm yeah. sure at some point i would have needed the other ones for specific situations like when i'm watching the video here it's like you know, they're using all sorts of them because they're better in those uh, <laughs> environments and whatnot. But, That's like, exactly right. I, I don't know if I would have figured out, like, I mean, I would have had to have at some point, but, like, I didn't really, you know, get far enough to figure out, like, oh, this one is really good for this and that. You know, I just kind of yeah, like switched between them because of the health bars right? and stuff. Yeah, they, they want you to switch around. And, and I think that's kind of why, after each stage, like, they make a point of deselecting whatever <laughs> dragon you were on or, or whatever familiar sorry yeah. uh, one's like a pinwheel um one's a dragon one's kind of another creature uh more like a bird uh yeah there's where is it and then there's like it said it was a thunderbird and like uh oh, obviously the dragon boomerang lizard is yeah. the other one uh yeah okay <laughs> that's oh, okay boomer, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so I, obviously uh we we haven't been playing this game right because uh, i think we would have gotten further <laughs> maybe if we would have learned these elemental attacks over the so time. i don't know is that so i you said the second stage that's that's how far i got i couldn't get past the second that's stage the Widowmaker. <laughs> yeah uh, i did make it past the second stage once i learned that boss yeah. Uh, it took me a few tries, though. It definitely did. And, yeah. and there are hidden power-ups uh, in that stage that, that do help out. I have a save state. Kind of, yeah, you have a save state. I got a save state by that boss. I still can't beat it, though. <laughs> uh, the boss, you, it's kind of like the Castlevania-type situation. Most of these bosses are where it's just positional. Yeah. Um, where you, you just kind of want to jump out of the way if they're moving forward. And then uh, if they're staying in one place and shooting at you, they, they have the guy's got kind of a predictable pattern where you just have to jump over his attacks. And a lot of this game is, since there's no timer, you really can take your time to charge up your attack in most cases. And there are points where you'll find like hidden power, hidden like drops that will give you extra continues and things like that. Um, like, yeah, this, this game is like the bullet hell of platformer or like run and gun platformers um because there are points in the game where there will be like 50 bats charging up at you all at once and you're just like okay uh, I'm, I'm gonna take them and then your little meter comes to a crawl and you know you're basically just kind of stuck and your, your dragon's just there kind of taking all the damage and then you're trying to dodge until your meter fills back up. And that's that's sort of the cadence of the game, which is just like, okay, I'm going to... And it, yeah, it's not waiting until you get powered up and because and, your character and your familiar can level up with these different power-ups you get. Uh, but it's pretty much, okay, I'm going to wait till I get charged up 
and then I'm going to spam my attack. Or I'm just going to tap the, like, if you just tap the attack button really fast, you can kind of move forward and I'm playing it right now. I'm actually like, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is this is kind of Nick and I's old old tradition, which is oh, we'll probably be playing the game while we're talking. I'm about playing it. it right now too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the, the trick is just if you have a rapid fire controller too, that helps. But your thing won't ever go all the way down if you just rapid fire. If you just tap 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 it really fast, and so it'll stay at a certain level until you're ready to do another charge. And so I think the mistake a lot of people do is they just hold the beam down all yep. the way until it crawls to the bottom. That's what I did forever until I watched the video. I'm like, oh, you can let that thing recharge and do that little yeah. orange lightning. Yep, exactly. And uh, the guys at uh, Classic Game Room, and I think I've mentioned this to you, Aaron, when we were chatting, that basically the familiars, uh, whatever they're called, it, there's really no good strategy to get later on in the game. Like, I guess the first few stages it doesn't really matter what you pick. But um, yeah, as, as far as uh, folks who are really good at this game, they like you mentioned, watching the videos, you can kind of see... They pick certain ones to get through certain areas of the level. And, and you almost, uh, the guys who I watched, it's like, you almost had to memorize the levels. I'm like, oh, that's going to take forever to ever get through some of those. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, it's kind of, well, I know games that are like that. Like, uh, Battletoads totally game like that where <laughs> yeah. you have to memorize things. But I would say even more so in Battletoads where it's just to the point of being cheap on purpose. Uh, as much as I love that game. It, it is a memorization thing. And then in this game, yeah, there are enemies that uh, you know, they, they always come out of the same spots, but sometimes you just run right into them before your shot has time to actually kill them. Yeah. Or you run right into their bullets and you're just like, oh, why did I do that? And that seems to happen a lot. Yeah, when I first popped it in, like, I was expecting it to be kind of like Gunstar Heroes. Because I love, when, when I play Gunstar Heroes, I love the fixed shot. Where you can kind of, yeah. kind of have one straight laser coming out and kind of move it back and forth, and uh, that's what that's I was. Assuming, yeah. yeah, that's what I was assuming I had in this game. It kind of threw me off a little bit because. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, I think I do the fixed flame. That's what I like in Gunstar Heroes. But anyways, yeah. I, 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 every time I play this, I keep thinking I can move that lightning, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're kind of you're always moving. You're absolutely. Uh, but it is one of those games. I feel like with some practice like when we were kids and it was like you had five games that you play over and yeah. over again <laughs> I feel like if this was one of the five games I had oh, I yeah. would have played it until I was really really good at it yep. uh, and then just played it over and over and over again uh, which is what we did even on hard games because it's just like you didn't know when you were getting that next game and so you played what you had exactly. or you know like for me I had older brothers that might bring home a new game or something but yeah it yeah. was that's kind of what we did and that's how we mastered a lot of these games and i feel like this one like yeah you know we're kind of coming at it when we're older and uh you know sometimes it's just like we just want to charge ahead right <laughs> yeah. uh, and we don't we don't take our time and pace ourselves because this one like there is no timer so it's not like the game's gonna like start pointing an arrow saying go that way you know it's kind of kind of got an arcadey feel but it, it sort of splits that difference by letting you take the levels at whatever pace you want. Just kind of, you can inch forward until you charge up, basically. Yeah. So here's, that's that's all great. And I think everything about the game is really cool. 
my one biggest flaw with the game, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I know there are continues later, but you kind of only have one life for yeah. like the first, oh, you know, how many yeah, levels or whatever. Yeah, so, and, and I think so you gotta be really good. For, yeah, you have to be really good. Uh, they, I think there's a, a an extra life in almost every level, though, at least in the first few okay. levels. Um, there Maybe are I just I mean, that's yeah, very likely. Sometimes you're hidden behind walls, um, or if you jump up, sometimes there's one up in the air, like in the second level that you can grab. Uh, so part of it is like knowing where those hidden uh, continues yeah. or lives are, uh, and that can help. And and then you know go, going from there. Uh, one one thing that I thought about with this game was the the sense of scale reminded me most of Strider where oh, yeah, you just yeah. like I be climbing that. these especially like you, you get to an airship I think it's level yeah. 3 and just like this gigantic yeah, so airship yeah. things are kind of up and down yeah. like, oh wait technology in this game that's a wow okay cool yeah <laughs> suddenly this turned into Final Fantasy cool. and there's airships everywhere um, <laughs> yeah. that's great but yeah, I, I like the sense of scale and having these these levels uh, that that felt big and felt kind of huge. But I, man, I'm with you on the on the difficulty. Where uh, a lot of times when I'm playing like a really hard game, you know what? I know I'm gonna enjoy this, but uh, could you at least let me get past level <laughs> three? Like, you know, it just yeah, nice. like. I know we have safe states and that stuff now, but like the game wasn't like designed like that. If I was playing this on my cartridge, which I was a little bit, and then I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna get anywhere doing this. It's like back in the day, you didn't have the safe states. You really had to either A, explore, like you were saying, or B, just like get really, really good. And in our games, GD, that's another. Uh, that's true. So that was kind of your equivalent back then. But I, I kind of, that's always been a big thing uh, especially in nes games like this this is this is almost more hardcore than some nes games because like even you're saying like battle toes earlier at least they give you vibes and you have like yeah, you have like continued yeah in battle toes you could farm there's warps lives in uh, level two you could get like 10 lives just from yeah. farming them from crows and this there's game, warp zones too in that and and this yeah. game doesn't really have that i mean it's a no, short game so it does kind of the balance yeah. but it's just like it's a short but really, really challenging game. I just don't like how that that arcade mentality carried over to most games back then. To where you know they they should just give you an option if you want to if you want to have it hardcore mode. It's like uh, Journey to Silius is a game where you yeah. you might not know that there's this like this uh, continue system where you if you press the button on the title screen like. 30 times oh, specifically. Yeah. It's like it's a you hidden, get the, hidden feature, yeah. Yeah. You get nine like continues a, instead of three, which is like the only way you could beat that game is if you have yeah. nine continues. So, but, you know, it gives you the option. If you want to carry it down to one continue or something, like, that should be the option here. Just give it somewhere it's like hardcore mode, like one one life, no, no continues, or like, hey, can, can I just like, you know, easy mode, like... Give me three lives or something at least. And, 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 and this, this game, there's normal, yeah, there's normal, normal, and normal right? and hard. There's no easy, right? <laughs> I, went, mm. I went to the options because I was like, man, if I play right. this on easy, maybe I can get a little further. And I went to the options, not even an option. It's just normal and hard. No, you, you're, you're starting out in baby, in, in, in <laughs> exactly. Wait, wait, wait. 
<laughs> you have to switch it to normal? I didn't even see the... Oh, no, yeah, oh, no. it starts on normal, but it, it's the fact that there's no easy mode. No easy mode, yeah. That's normal. What's um, hard about that? Oh, no. That's, that's Dark Souls. That's Dark Souls, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what does that add, or like, what's the... No, I, I, I'm going to guess, you know, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going to guess enemies are bullet sponges. That's that's so, why I know the muscle most older games. So if, if you didn't play this game hard enough with your one life and and you know very limited continues, you can play hard mode and just like really be hardcore. I want to see somebody beat that. Yes. So <laughs> if you really want to have a bad time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. No, but yeah, I was a little disappointed to not see an easy mode because I thought maybe I'd get a little further in the game, but nope. <laughs> I just kind of gave up. I'm like, I'm going to watch videos now because I really don't want to play this <laughs> all the way through and try to... <laughs> oh, gosh. But um, I guess we could talk about the uh, music a little bit, the sound effects. Well, I know we mentioned the... Uh, you know, I wrote down that note about the uh, what I called the flicky noise. Like, when, when your character gets hit, I mean, that, that sounds straight out of the game, flicky. And I tried to find, like, a correlation between flicky and this with the uh, the composer or whoever did the sound... Uh, um, yeah, I think there were like a there, there were actually a few composers who worked on this. This was yeah. made by a very competent team of you know artists and composers and programmers who had had success before this game. Uh, and like I, what I noticed was they a lot of them went on to work on uh, the Grandia series and the Lunar series. Uh, so it was you know it was really cool. Uh, I thought the music was especially for Sega Genesis in 1992. Uh, I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah, me too. Uh, oh, yeah. Just Very really good. solid orchestral tunes. Um, and I, I liked how the boss music kind of got you pumping and everything just had a, a high-octane action feel to it with a kind of a fantasy touch on some of the, the tunes. Um, so, yeah, I, I was not disappointed. It had kind of that arcade, arcadey FM feel to it that I, I dig of that era. Yeah, I was I was jamming to a few of those tracks for sure while playing the game. So definitely good good music. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the Genesis has like a kind of a certain sound to it versus like the NES. You know, the NES has a certain sound too. Oh it's yeah, like... the NES has. Uh, you know, you, you've got your square waves, and you've got your sawtooth, and you've got your noise channel, and <laughs> like, in, in, unless you were in Japan and had all these expansion audio games, right. uh, you were pretty much it was composers working under very limited constraints to pull out very tightly composed music. You know what's weird? I, everyone always like, uh, especially like. I think like Castlevania Three is like a big one where everyone's like, "Oh, the Japanese the version. one, the famous, yeah, the Japanese version." But it's like, <laughs> I I don't know. I just always kind of prefer the original. I have more nostalgia I guess, for the American version. Yeah, mean, where I guess like, that's just what I grew like, up with. There, you know, yeah, maybe it had less less sound channels, but they they really managed to pull it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. limited hardware. I was so the same because I I, I I had I had Castlevania Two and Three as a kid. And uh, someone told me that I was like, go, go listen to the, um, you know, the Famicom version of that. And I'm like, I like it, but it's not what I remember. <laughs> Doesn't sound right because it's, it's not the way I remember it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly right. Different, but good. Yeah, yeah. But different. <laughs> it's kind of like when we covered uh, 
you know, Wily Wars. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Mega Man Two fan because that was the yeah, Mega, that was the Mega Man game I had. And when I when I played Wily Wars, I'm like, that's just not the same music, even though it's like the same music. Yeah, sure, that'd be <laughs> weird. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe think of playing Battletoads on Genesis. Oh like, yeah. It's like, uh, and I knew that had uh, David Wise had more time to work on it. Um, the music would have been great, but he just didn't, he only did like a handful of Sega Genesis games, music-wise, and the music on that one just was not as good as the NES version by a country mile. Uh, <laughs> and then like the timing on that game was just a little bit, a little bit different, I would say. Yeah. Like when you're used to the timing on a certain game, just, oh, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What did you think, Nick, of uh, this game graphically? Especially for 92. I thought it was pretty solid. I do, too. Um, I mean, the character itself, like, it reminds you of, like, a... Because, uh, honestly, I mean, these games hadn't even came out, of course, but you remember playing, like, the Castlevania games on GBA? I, I thought the characters remind you of that. Very detailed as far as, like, hair and clothing goes, but then you have, like, that blank face. Yeah, her hair actually moves. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, the, bl- the blank, blank face. face I like a, that. I love the a, blank face. Definitely, yeah, Castlevania, Japanese action trope yeah. of, of not having, like, a super large face that's that's detailed and has, you know, a lot of... You can only do so much with a, a sprite that big. You have to have a, a much bigger sprite to, to show any more detail on the face I would yeah say. and and i had to kind of stop a few times and, and hit pause to kind of take the graphics in because the game like that synopsis mentioned is very fast paced so you're almost missing the backgrounds and, and some of the some of the uh, sprites that are in the game but uh, I, I hit pause a few times just to kind of look um because I, I think I've, i mentioned that many many years of this podcast that i do that but uh, once i did that i kind of appreciated it a little bit more instead of just the hectic you know the hecticness of going through the game and trying to trying to beat it yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, appreciate all the parallax scrolling yep. and, and all the all the tricks that they pulled out. Uh, you know, there there are a few Genesis games that I, I think do a little better. Uh, this game has a little bit of slowdown sometimes as you, as you get deeper into the game. Uh, but overall, I you know considering that Game Arts didn't do any more Sega Genesis games, I thought it was a very solid effort. Yeah, I thought the environments and the and the enemies and the character designs and little creatures and whatnot, bosses, all, all of that looked really uh, pretty good, you know. Yeah, for the time, especially '92. I mean, that's yeah, that's true. '92. It's impressive. But the Super Nintendo had just come out like a year before that, um, and so I'm trying to think about what other. I don't remember what other Sega Genesis games came out in '92. Maybe like a maybe a Golden Axe two. Um, but I, I'm kind of scratching my head. Like, what else? <laughs> what else? What are the peers of this time in, in 92? <laughs> what was the, the hot looking game? And the only <laughs> st- stuff I can really think of is like Super Nintendo. You had like a uh, Castlevania four. Uh, you would mm-hmm. get like a Castlevania, uh, on Sega Genesis until a few years later. Um, with bloodlines and then i'm trying to think like maybe the closest i guess you could say uh was you know like in terms of, of looks was contra but yeah for this being kind of a few years into sega genesis lifespan i, I would say it's definitely above average agree yeah me too <laughs> me too <laughs> me too that's good 
Yeah, and it definitely like when I when I saw it and and I was kind of looking at the the artwork, like I just for some reason remind me of Jewel Master. Do you guys play that game, Genesis? We'll get into that. Yeah, okay. that that walk cycle. Yeah, uh, and then having the different power ups and the fact that you're not using like a traditional sword or whip to attack. That was just um, kind of my first thought, but it definitely doesn't play that way. No. So. Did, did you notice that you could actually play the whole game without a familiar if you were a super masochist? If you were, if you were, yeah, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. But did you, yeah. did you ever find yourself not turning the familiar on, like after those little cutscenes yeah, or whatever? You just and, then, forget, dude. and then you're like, "Why am I getting destroyed?" It. I'm like, "Oh wait, I don't have this thing on." Yeah, that's now. Yeah, <laughs> you got to turn your dragon on. Yeah, turn your dragon on, everybody. That's a, that should be the tagline of this episode. Don't forget to turn your dragon on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally writing it down first thing in the notes. So. <laughs> oh gosh. What are we forgetting? Anything? Uh, we talked about sound. We talked about uh, game design. We talked about the graphics. Uh, we talked about the length of the game. It's not a very long game, but I feel like the challenge is such yeah. that... Was it eight, eight, eight levels, might, I think? Eight levels? Yeah, so, yeah. Even though they, and I got to about level five. And even oh, though wow. things <laughs> are like little multi-part levels, the game actually it ranks you. After you die, if you get a game over, like I think I got, like, yeah, I remember that. Goblin Wizard, <laughs> that was me. Goblin uh, Wizard, nice. I don't know what you got. Uh, I, I don't know, uh, but yeah, I was Goblin Wizard. Maybe you were, uh, I, I don't know, maybe Dwarf King. <laughs> I think it told me to go look for easy mode. Which I couldn't find. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Man, it was a straight troll on you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, look for the easy mode, and then it's like, no, there is no easy yeah. mode. Just turn your, turn your Genesis off, play Sonic. I think the, the the game that trolled you the worst was you play Wolfenstein 3D, and one of the like the easiest difficulty was like, Daddy, can I play too? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like, PJ. And he has like a pacifier in his mouth. Yep, yep. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, John, you were, you were mentioned in the Wolfenstein game. You were, you were covering on oh, yeah. the game too. I, I love those new Wolfenstein games so much. <laughs> yeah, the new, the new. Uh, well, I only played uh, the 2009 one and then the New Order, which were both pretty good. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but it's a lot of that, right? The, the last one, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I think that's the second one. Yeah, uh, was, what was it called? The second one had Colossus or something. A, yeah, yeah, had much more of a co-op. Which the ports on the Switch are surprisingly good. Like whoever did that for Wolfenstein yeah. and Doom did such a good job. I mean, of course they they don't look like you know the PS4 or Xbox, but what they did with those were just phenomenal. Being able to play that. that yeah, so it's just the resolution just takes a cut, but I mean the gameplay is still there. Yeah, that's like with Dragon Quest Eleven. It's like it, like everything was there, and there was extra content and everything, but it's like. Then I looked at the PS4 version, like footage of that. And I'm just like, dang, this looks so crisp, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I was, that's what I was missing out on was that, you know? And, and so. then they they went and re-released a definitive version, of yeah. That, and then they took the they textures did. from the Switch version and put it on the PS4. I'm like, why'd you do that? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No. Well, I I think uh, we should pivot to what other people thought about this game, right, Nick? Well, it, only if you guys don't have retrofitted achievements, which I have one. Uh...
the Channel 6 Gems Victory Colored Achievements. You have one? I have one. Mm. <laughs> we, can, we can do that. I, Retrofitted you, achievements. You have one. I, I couldn't come up with one. I My brain is not firing on cylinders this week. So you'll have your one. Yeah. You'll have to come up with one. So this, the, John, this is our ripoff of the uh, retrofitted trophies that uh, to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe I just called it a ripoff. That was really bad. Wait, I didn't say that. The yeah, they, one. yeah, they, the they ripped us off. Achievements were first, right? Yeah, I was gonna say you guys were first, right? I, I thought so. Right. I wish we invented achievements. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not really. You know, it was Atari who invented that stuff with badges. Uh, that's amazing. That's right. That's true. Right. <laughs> this was really bad, Aaron. Um, you know how the game's called? You know, Alicia Dragoon. This this achievement was called. I feel like a goon. And I was trying to skip the scenes and get, getting the demo line. You know, so like when you're in those cut scenes, you start hitting the button. It just says, demo, demo, demo. And then I felt like a goon. So, there you go. Oh. That was it. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> that was bad. Uh, I got one. Yeah, go for it. Uh, the real Dragoon beat the game on hard mode. Uh, obviously, you can't continue because, you know... <laughs> you only have one life. And, well, okay, yeah. no, no continues. One, one credit, no, one any clear. continues. Yeah. yeah, one credit, one clear. And, and the, the best part, without a familiar. Oh. Woo. There you go. The real dragon. The real dragon. <laughs> be a lady tonight. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're How right. about I just beat the game um, without Alicia and just play as a dragon? Yeah. A, a dragon the whole time. That would be great. I can fly around the screen. Yeah. And I can probably yeah. dodge enemies a little better. I want that hack. Yeah, it's just, Alicia, Alicia Dragoon without Alicia. Just go play. Just go play <laughs> yeah. Pan, Panzer Dragon. Another great right. second game. There you go. I, <laughs> I just grabbed that on Switch. I forgot to talk about that. Ooh. I grabbed the remake. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, Pretty solid. I kind of wish it would be on other platforms too, but yeah, pretty solid. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can ask the big question now. Uh, is this game a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? And if you ever want to join in with us to see if you think the game's a gym, make sure you head over to the group page at BitBrothers, facebook.com slash group slash BitBrothers. That's where we read all these from um, and where we get our feedback from you, the listeners, so you can join in on the conversation. But before we go to that, I'd like to bring up uh, what the Moby Rank has to say. Uh, Moby Rank has a user score um, where many of the contributors will go in and kind of rate things uh, on these games and for this game, Alicia Dragoon on Moby Games, it got a 3.9 out of 5. So it wasn't bad. Um, most of the higher scores were towards the graphics, uh, and then some of the lower scores that were given were more for the AI and the difficulty. And then uh, there was a notable write-up from GamePro back in May of 92, and Ooh. they actually gave it like a 9 out of 10, saying Alicia Dragoon is one monster party that Genesis players won't want to miss. It's loaded with all the good things you want, you can expect handsome graphics, responsive play control, and thumb thumb burning challenge. Go ahead. Did you say handsome graphics? Handsome graphics. That's, handsome what, that's what they call it. Graphics. Isn't that cool? <laughs> it says, you wouldn't want their graphics to be homely. 
I would love to know who wrote this because I love the last line. It says, go ahead, behave like a monster. Alicia would love you for it. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So let's go over to the listeners. So uh, again, we apologize. We, we, We didn't record this in January like we really wanted to. So it's been quite a while since we asked this question. So we go back to December 1st. Good grief. And the, uh, the first uh, response actually came from you, John. <laughs> and it says, oh. it says, nice. I remember getting this for like $10 about seven years back. It's a pretty cool game. Definitely <laughs> yeah. one of my best Genesis titles. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, the next one comes from Benjamin Murphy. And Benjamin says, Jim. Uh, next one comes from Andrew Coed. And he says, it's a gem for sure. A lot going on in that game. It would be impossible without the auto aim. I like the pets you have and the music is some of the best on the Genesis. Love the life you live, live the life you love. I always love Andrew's uh, tagline there. I like how he called him, and I like how he called him pets. That was cool. Uh, <laughs> Timmy Max says, absolute gem. Beautiful graphics and fun gameplay. Love the pet system. <laughs> Gets pretty difficult, so I haven't beaten it. Also, I was like, are you raising a Tamagotchi? Am, am I missing something <laughs> yeah, here? Giga <laughs> Right, did, did we miss a chow feature or something? Yeah. I know. Give me a chow garden in this game right now. That's great. <laughs> All these pets. Man, everyone's calling it a gym. Uh, game Van Gilder says, this game is an absolute gym. Uh, Ryan Scully says, gym, fun game if a tad easy. If a tad easy. Also, the PAL yeah. version is superior <laughs> because it... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, uh, he also says, uh, also the PAL version is superior because it runs slower than the NTSC, right? <laughs> uh, Brad Brad Dahl says I got this used as a Christmas present in the 90s I didn't appreciate it as a kid but still have it and it is a gem as an adult it was nice to see it on the mini unless it stole M- Musha's spot <laughs> uh, Nathan Cooper says gem with an awesome soundtrack and then Michael Kelso writes that's a mouthful and that's all I wrote <laughs> <laughs> typical Michael Kelso Genesis Gems post oh yeah <laughs> you know I, I leave like a respectful comment on, on his post and then he just slams ours <laughs> well he tells me I'm gonna yeah. be a guest on my show and just never invites me so at least she <laughs> I was supposed to be on his show and then well maybe it got rescheduled I don't know I, I hope <laughs> I hope Pirates is still happening I'm if not... you're listening Mike I hope it's still happening because that's like my favorite NES game I'm, I'm not it late. better be I did a pretty cool uh, call in for that one so oh man <laughs> I, I won't let him live down the uh, Little League baseball. I'm, John, if you don't know, I'm a huge baseball fan, so anytime they cover a baseball okay. game, that's kind of my thing. And uh, they, just, yeah. they just forgot to tell me when they were recording one time. <laughs> oh, jeez. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Um, so, yeah, this game for me, do I think it's a gem, good, or garbage? Um, I'm going to go with just good. I don't. It's not quite a gem for me because I, I don't think this is, like, you know, in the top level of what I like to play in the gen- on the Genesis. Um Good grief, Aaron. We've, we've rated so many things are good. I don't even know where to put this on the ranking when we get there, but uh, it, it's it's definitely fun. Um, I'll play it again, uh, but it's but like I said, it's not something... It's not the Streets of Rage or the Sonics that I love about the Genesis. I, I did love the auto-aim. I love the, the premise of the game. Graphics, I thought, were gorgeous. Music was great. Um, difficult. I think the difficulty was what was keeping me from enjoying it even more. Um, there were times when I just felt like I was being completely overwhelmed by enemies and maybe because I just think at the game, that could be a big version of it. But, um, for me, I think it's just good. What do you guys think? Uh, for me, just judging by our list, um, I would say there's, there are a few gems I would rate this upon. Uh, so it's a gem for me with a huge qualifier. 
in that uh, you really have to learn the game. Um, or I can totally see how you would say just good. Uh, because there, there are things that are seemingly cheap until you really learn the systems of the game. And I think that the game kind of has a wonky difficulty curve. I don't think... Like, the best games on Genesis don't automatically throw you in the fire, like, from level one. Typically, that's not how it works, right? <laughs> Typically, there's more of a balanced curve where things slowly ramp up. As, and maybe by level three or four, you, you're starting to feel the pain a little bit. Um, but this is kind of like Contra Hardcore, where it's just like, they throw the feet, your feet in the fire, like, from the get-go. Um... I would say it's not as cheap as that game could be sometimes, but it's still really hard. But yeah, same same deal here. Um, I really dug all the music, and uh, I thought it controlled well. I thought the only issue was probably uh, just navigating the constant enemy abuse and <laughs> get, getting your shots fired off fast enough to deal with them, because usually... You want to feel slightly overpowered in a game, and in this one, maybe it's because of the leveling system. But a lot of times, that that doesn't—I feel like that doesn't really happen until you get later in the game. And like you guys were saying, you didn't make it to later in the game, so you didn't get that overpowered feeling that you want, yeah. uh, that you get by that point by having your character actually level up. So yeah. That said, I still think it's a gem. Um, I, I think it's better than uh, Moonwalker, which we have listed as a gem. I think it's slightly better than Wolfchild, but only slightly. Um, I think it's... I, I would play this a little bit over Target Earth, which is also super difficult. Maybe more so. Um, I don't know. Do I like it more than all three people? I'm like looking at our list right now. Do I like it more than... Oh, oh man, it would probably live somewhere between Ultra Beast and Mercs for me in terms of, of gems. If we were, if we managed to put it on the gems list, but we'll see. We got a tiebreaker. Yeah. What do you think, John? Hmm. Well, now I have to... <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. Uh, <laughs> I I think I think it is probably a gem. I would say. Uh, the, the only flaw that I see in it is the arbitrary continue system uh, kind of thing. But they do have continues in there, so I guess that's just yeah, you still a gotta good find kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. That's that's cool. And I, I guess it's interesting that they keep it, uh, like, keep them hidden. So, so it's like, I, either you gotta get really good or you gotta get really explorative. So, that's kind of an interesting thing so it's almost not even a flaw at that point so really and you know the difficulty but it's not it's like it's not like that's uh you know that's to be expected from this era uh for sure and, and you could talk about how many friggin difficult nes games there are all over the place you know i've beaten so many of them journey to silius and back to the future and all these yes. crazy Back to the Future, yeah. Terrible NESK. I mean, Back to the Future is terrible, but uh, Journey to Silence is great. So, so many I don't crazy know why, but I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll keep going back to Back to the Future for some reason. I, I don't know if it's nostalgic <laughs> for the movie. Yeah, I just um, I wanted it to be good. That's yeah, my problem. The game is terrible, but it's still... 
Yeah. One. I don't know. I like Tapper. I like that they throw in a Tapper mini game, and I like the jankiness of it in a way. It's just weird. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what Some it was. But I... Some LGN games just do it yeah. for me. I just had to push through it, and eventually I did beat it back in the day. So it's in that sort of you know, there's so many hard games like that to where a game like this is actually hard in a good way to where you you want to get good at it because it's worth getting good at. You can argue whether or not Back to the Future on NES is worth getting good at. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But this is definitely something I would put my time into to get good at if I if this is you know if I had to take a game to a desert island if this is my one game or whatever. <laughs> To get good at, then you know I could be the the top Alicia Dragoon uh, player there. So <laughs> nobody would ever know because I'd be on Desert Island. But yes. hey, you know, you would know. It'd be worth investing the time into. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a gem for that because the music's good, the graphics are good, the gameplay is solid, everything about it is cool. You know, uh, super. It's, it's pretty. I mean, you didn't really have a ton of female protagonists back then. Yeah. Like, really awesome ones. Uh, you had Samus, of course, you know, from Metroid, and that, that's about the one I can think of at the moment, but I mean, I guess slightly later, you'd get, like, the, like Terra and, and then from Final Fantasy, Celeste and them, but that's that's about it, you know? I mean, that's 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 even still later than, than this, you know? It's pretty innovative to have a, a really awesome female protagonist yeah. at the time. So, yeah. So it gets the gem for me, I guess. And, and then, even if it was just Aaron and I, I think the, the listeners would have be the tiebreaker because everyone said it was a gem. So, so we're going to lay the gavel down yeah. and we're going to call this game a gem. So uh, can you guys see my screen? I'm, I'm sharing my uh, my spreadsheet right now on the Facebook chat. Uh, let's see if I can go back to it. Uh, okay. Let's see, where is it? Okay, okay, yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah, let's see if I can blow it up. All right. So, yep. a- after okay. you, after you mentioned, I, I, I put a break here in between what our last gem is and what our first good is. And uh, our last gem was Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, and our first good was a, was Wolfchild. I absolutely agree with you, and I do think it's better than Wolfchild. Um, I think it's better. Yeah. Than, I think it's I better. Think it's, than, I, I even think it's better than Moonwalker. I do, too. I like Kid Chameleon a whole lot better. <laughs> I don't know if you're there or not. I, you know, I think this game looks and feels a little better than Kid Chameleon because I feel like the physics in that game are too slidey. Um, but I, I think you're right. Kid Chameleon kind of takes the cake in terms of just sheer zaniness and design and variety. So that. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind putting this below Kid Chameleon. Okay, good deal. So we'll do that. So that means Kid Chameleon was... Uh, I also wanted... Yeah, sorry. Oh, there you uh, I just want to shout out something real quick that I had mentioned before the show, but this was a while back, so I think we both forgot about it. Um, but there is a developer interview um, about this game. And it's actually pretty cool. I'm going to send you the you guys the link, and then yeah, we'll put um, it in the show notes. Yeah, so you can throw it in the show notes. But it, it's uh, with the monster background designer, 
uh, the, the supervisor of the game and the game designer. Um, and they sort of talk about how the game came to be. Like it's that it started out as kind of a, a port on the Sega Mega Drive of Dexter 2. And that they sort of went, you know what? Let's let's get away from the <laughs> the sci-fi, you know, uh, stuff, and let's go for more fantasy. And they, they came up with, with a cool scenario, and uh, you get to see some of some of the concept art and just how it was to work on the game. And I, I find it pretty fascinating, so it's worth checking out. Sweet, that sounds cool. Yeah, we'll definitely yeah. put definitely put that in the share notes for all you listeners out there as well. Taking that down now, so don't forget. <laughs> so yeah, this, this. I just want to say I think it's cool how you guys uh, rank all of your games like that. I mean, I've 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 listened to a ton of the episodes, but that's that's really neat. That's a good concept. I, um, I I don't know how the two dudes would do that, but you know, <laughs> they should do that too. Gosh, that's, that's really cool that you, you know, know. You know, where's Waldo's? To, at the top, uh, the very yeah. top. <laughs> And what what uh, Waldo's like, Great Search is number two. I'm 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 <laughs> scrolling through real quick. I think it was episode four. Yeah, episode forty nine is where we took everything and ranked it because we we didn't start ranking that until twenty twenty seventeen oh, right. in the podcast. Yeah, so we had that was myself, Aaron, and then Rob Luther, who was one of the uh, originators of the show, who's uh, um, you know not a co-host anymore. Gotcha. Um, and we all got together and <laughs> stuck it all in a hat and just started throwing them down the list. <laughs> so. Not, not too many arguments. I kind of do that every year. I do that every year at the end of the year for my channel, so I have to keep a, a running list as well, which I actually need to start for this year, um, of all of the uh, the new games that I beat, and then I that I do a video at the end of each year ranking them all. So it's kind of similar to that. So I just thought, oh, wow, that's really cool that they, they put the effort and do that every episode and have to definitively like choose a spot. That's That's neat, you know, so... Well, we got behind for what? what Good a, idea. What, what, what a, Aaron, it was like a year we got behind. I was on a special project at work, and I was real busy. <laughs> we just kind of forgot about it for like a year, so we had to catch up with yeah. episodes. <laughs> so that's cool. So yeah, yeah. if you guys uh, want to yeah. see that ranking, yeah. it'll be live on the uh, new BitBros website, bitbrosnetwork.com. Click the Genesis Gems link, and you'll be able to see this, how we ranked our games. And what I did, Aaron, I, I stuck it on a Google Doc, and it just auto-updates now, so I don't even have to worry about it. Uh, update inside anymore how about that sweet <laughs> All right. leveled up. i'm trying to you know trying to make things easier all right so guys thank you so much for listening um we'll be back soon we actually have another special guest for our next show uh, another patreon pick so uh we'll be back sooner than later this time as long as I don't keep rescheduling like I do, so my apologies. <laughs> As always, uh, I'm bad about that. I always, I always double book. I forget about stuff, but um, definitely appreciate. It. And John, thank you so much for coming on for supporting us on Patreon. And uh, I know, yeah, for sure. thanks for having me. Absolutely, Mike. Mike. Mike told us from two dudes that you were a, a much better guy than he or Justin. So we we knew it'd be a good episode. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're welcome back anytime. And- yep. Then we we can take them or leave them, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll start a new podcast called Three Dudes and Us, and we'll just cover the all the NES games. There you go. We'll, <laughs> we'll, cover all the NES games that, yeah. we'll just cover all the NES games that they invite us to cover with them, and then reschedule <laughs> yeah. an item. <laughs> right. That's there crazy. you go. <laughs> We're up to two games. You can probably <laughs> come up with a third. Yeah. <laughs> 
But guys, pl- <laughs> please go out and check out uh, John's YouTube channel. It'll be on the show notes. Uh, show notes, uh, you know, J Z N E S J Z S N E S. Is that right? Or is it yep, J Z. I got it right. Jay-Z and ES. I had to ask. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll, have yeah. that, we'll have that link on the show notes. Go check that out. It's really good stuff. And uh, yeah, we just appreciate everybody. You guys have anything else before we wrap this up? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Nope, I'm good. Awesome, guys. We appreciate it. And with that, we will catch you all later. All right. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for being a jam. Played you once and now I'm back again Your card is true You're the pearl in my Sega world And if we threw a party Invited all the hosers we knew You would see the greatest game would be for me I put the card in and I say thank you